Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Sap and Chats. I'm your host, Bobby Sampson. Beside me is Chance Michaels. And beside him and me is Angel Lozano, up-and-coming prospect, 3-0 currently. And right now, he's a part of a new thing called the Combat League. Angel, thank you for coming on the show. I know you're uh, in the middle of, of uh, producing the show and, and being a part of it. How is everything going, my man? Oh, yeah, it's good. Uh, thank you guys for having me. Um... I'm actually four now. Um, just the boxer kind of messed up, and they haven't updated it, so I got to email them about that too as well. Okay, yeah. I apologize, man. Four? No, no, it's all good. Yeah, a lot of people get it confused, but I'm like, no, I'm four now. I just got to send uh, my second fight to them and have them review it, I guess, or something. Awesome, awesome. So, Angel, the first thing I like to ask you is, uh, you used to love basketball, and you were a really good basketball player, and then uh, unfortunately, you tore <clears> your MCL, ACL. And that kind of directed you to boxing. How did how did that transition happen? It's a weird one from basketball to boxing. Yeah. Um, well, I was always into like sports growing up, but basketball was my sport. Like I thought I was gonna make it all the way, you know, that that was my dream. And um I guess God had other plans for me and my life redirected to I got injured um in one of the games. I jumped in the air for the jump ball and I popped my knee. And it was just like, I don't know, it was weird. And then so I just kind of like, all right, I saw I had to weigh out the options like, all right, this is my this is my chances of going to the NBA. You know, it's really wasn't that big anymore. So I just kind of let it go and just lost hope with it. And then um, I ended up finding boxing like a little bit after once my knee kind of healed a little bit. I found boxing and I, I didn't know where boxing was going to go. Honestly, I just did it because it was just the it was something I loved. Um, I always been real competitive with sports and I hated to lose. So boxing was just kind of like all right this is all on you now all the work you put in it's going to show you know there's no more team where oh, if this guy messes up we could pick him back up here this is all about you now in the ring so I, I i like that a lot so that's really what made me fall in love with the sport how old were you when you began your journey to boxing uh it was i was 17 um and it was like when i was 17 years old boxing it was still in i was still in high school so it was kind of like I felt like, oh, I started late, but I was still trying to pick it up. But like I said, I really didn't know where it was going to go because I was still partying and into the streets. And, you know, so I really didn't have I just enjoyed doing it. I didn't know what it was going to lead to. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So I, I guess uh, from, from some of the research that I've done, uh, you, you you got pretty big there. You got to about 255, 250 pounds. Um, is that is that what triggered you at the end of the day? It's like you just realize what what am I doing to myself, and and that just kind of pro prompted you. Um, yeah. So I like when I was into basketball, I was in shape. Um, when I first got into boxing, I was in shape. And when I first hurt my knee in basketball, like I didn't really take care of it. I was just kind of like that stubborn kid. Was just like, nah, I don't like the doctors. I don't like the doctors. Um, because my brother passed away when I was twelve years old or eleven years old. He was twelve years old. So for me as a kid, I was just always afraid to go to the doctors. I don't want to hear nothing that's going to kill me or, you know, just let me live my life. Mm -hmm. That's the kind of mentality I had. I, I So I was always avoiding the doctors or any of that stuff. And um, until it got worse where I was playing on my, I was playing, playing, and then my knee would just keep giving out on me, keep giving out on me. I'll let it heal for two, three weeks. And then I'll try to go again, go again. And my mom was just like, go to the doctors already. Um, until I was sparring one time and I wouldn't go throw a right uppercut. I was probably like 18 years old. And my knee twisted and it popped. And after that, like, I knew, all right, this is serious now. Like, there's no more trying to um, fight it off a little bit, let it heal. It was time to go get what needed to be taken care of. And then I had knee surgery. And um, 
my momentum just crashed. You know, I had I had a lot of hopes in boxing that I was going to just try it out and see where it went. And once I popped my knee all the way and I had to get the surgery and it put me down, um, it made me look at like the things we take for granted a little bit differently, like being able to run again, being able to walk again, you know, because I was on bed rest because I couldn't walk or I had to re um, I had to like learn how to reuse my knee pretty much again, you know. Mm-hmm. And so it just made me love it, like appreciate it more, you know, this time around and don't take it for granted. So that's why I just try to stay busy and when I came back into boxing, I didn't know where I was going to do with it yet. Still, like when I was in uh, going through the surgery and all that, like the recovery part, I didn't know what it was going to happen. I thought boxing was out of the window. So I just crashed. Like that's the only thing I really loved in this. You know, I loved it and it was boxing and it got taken away from me. So I had to like refocus myself. So like, how am I going to get myself together? You know, I was they gave me pain pills and I started getting hooked on the pain pills. And then I just started uh, smoking weed a lot and it just slowed me down, you know, and. Um, it was just time to, one day I was looking in the mirror at myself and I was just like, dang, like, don't let yourself go. You know, like you got this still. And I just went to the gym and I started working out again until I got to like two 30, I started sparring again and I was sparring heavyweights and I was just going to local gyms and I started tagging up some local pros that were, that were pro already. And I was still an amateur, only two fights and I was doing pretty good with them. And I just kept like, the hardest part was getting the weight down. Like, it was a struggle to get it down. So I was just like, dang, like, only if I can get my weight down. And just learning as I went in the journey, um, I learned more discipline, and it started building discipline in my life, boxing. Because before, I was just a kid, and I just ran free with whatever I, I kind of wanted to do, you know? So it was just boxing actually put, like, that structure in my life that I needed. How much did so, your diet change when you began to be an amateur boxer? Did you lose all that weight? You must have, the diet must have played a big role in losing weight, too, also. Yeah, it was a big role, and it was just a, like a lot of uh, ups. It was like a roller coaster, honestly. Like it was just some days it was going good, and then some days it would just crash. Like where I would just lose momentum for a bit, and then I would just keep finding it. Like that's why boxing always kind of humbled me and brought me back to reality. And all right, you got to push harder. You got to push harder. And uh, once I got to like once I was able to control my weight and just being able to um, control my diet a little better, um is when I started stepping up the competition in the sparring because I just said like, all right, I don't want to be a gym fighter and I don't want to be a local fighter, you know, like just sparring guys local and all right, I know I could beat this guy up and this guy up. So that's when I started learning like, all right, with the level changes, there's going to be better competition now, you know? So I would start going for more pros than amateurs. So I started like trying to look for all the good pros in my weight. And there's not too many pros um, out here, like in the um, LA IE area that were good work, you know, there was very few. So you would have to like, you didn't want to go too hard on them, you know, cause you wanted to make the sparring last. So that's when I, I would just always reach out like on Instagram to a lot of these uh, world champions. I was just like, let me see where it would go. And I would just hit them up like, Hey, can I get some sparring with you? Can I get some sparring with you? And they would ignore me. And so um, like, eventually it was kind of like, you know, you speak some things into existence, into the universe. It's going to come back around, you know? Yeah. And I just started praying for these things and, they did. They all came back around. I started sparring with a guy named Demar um, from Chicago out here. He was out here and uh, we were training together. He was 13 and one with 10 knockouts. And he taught me a lot sparring with pros. He would do he, he worked with a lot of pros, too. So he was teaching me a lot of the ins and outs as a pro before I even turned pro. So then he took me uh, to spar with Zuto Ramirez out there in uh, Santa Monica. And I did good. And then it just kind of. Word got to mouth pretty much like I went from Zudo to Badu Jack, then to David Benavides, and it just kind of bounced all around, you know, like 
there, like I said, there's not too many guys that are will give you good work, you know, our size, 175, 200 pounders. So you had to travel. For, and I was just thankful that I got these big names, you know, because me not having the experience that I was lacking from the amateurs. That's a blessing in a way. I mean, some of the names that you've sparred with are just unbelievable. The list of who's who. Like, I mean, in essence, we're talking pound for pound guys here. Bivol, um, you know, Bivol is one of them. You also Triple G. Triple G. You also uh, sparred with Benavides and Plant. Um, we'll get into that in a little bit. But so it's just all word of mouth. And you know, from from guy to guy, how much different are they? Um, I mean, they all have their own strengths and their own, you know, you're able to see their weaknesses. Um, but they all, they all have their own strengths in every way. Like I believe everybody has their own strength, you know, it's just about finding it. And, um, for me, it was just like, all right, at first I used to be a little nervous of these guys like sparring with them, but then the more, the more you practice this is you're going to get more comfortable with it, you know? So I knew too, like, all right, they're just a, they're just a man just like me, you know? Yeah, they're better than me right now, but if I just keep showing up and keep working hard and trying to learn instead of compete with these guys i'm gonna learn from them you know every time that i go in there with them i'm gonna try to learn not just try to go competitive and try to beat them up right, right. and i was able to grow a lot more than focusing on on what they're doing good you know and yeah, was that something you learned from experiencing this or is this something you went in thinking um learning from the experience you know at first i used to be um like growing up in the streets like i had the little tough guy attitude first going into boxing and it humbled me you know, you go in there and you think like, oh, I could fight, I could fight. I've seen a lot of people come from the streets, from football, and they all think like, oh, I could lift weights, I'm going to be able to fight. Three minutes is a long three minutes when you never oh, done something, you know, for like a long time like that. Um, there's no breaks in those three minutes, you know. So i seen people gas out right away, and I was one of them. I got gassed out. Um, I remember I sparred this one pro when I was 17. His name was like uh, Ivan Stovall. I think he was from Pomona. And he was a good prospect back then. And so when I sparred him, he was fat. And I just thought, like, oh, I'm going to beat this fat boy up, you know. And that boy, he caught me with a body shot. And that was the first, like, all right, what the heck? Like, what do you catch me with? And he just had the experience on me. So I had to learn that you can't just go in there off of, like, the pridefulness. Like, I'm going to beat this guy up. I'm stronger than him. Like, yeah, that's good to have confidence. But it's also to be smart and confident, you know. And uh, I got I got to watch Bivol um, prepare for Canelo. And the guy had wow. confidence. Um, the guy was confident, but never cocky. You know, he was he was just confidence in 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 the work he put in. You know, um, and, and I respected him a lot, like how he carried himself right. um, for that. Before that uh, fight happened, did you have a feeling that Bill was going to beat Canelo because you were watching him? Spot? Yeah, and, and my brother, my brother bet five hundred dollars on Canelo to win, and I told him, "Why would you do that? Like, <laughs> I, I would have been told you the one first. Like, don't do that. This guy's like, I'm serious. Like, he don't hit that hard. Like, he don't look like he hits that hard, but." When he was in the gym hitting the bags, like you, you'll see that rack move, you know. And, and it was just like consistent, you know, compact punches. It wasn't just like ah, ah, like a hard punch one at a time, you know. It was consistently but sharp. So I try to study him a lot and and learn some of his ways because he's still he's real composed and calm and collective, you know, when he fights. Yeah. Yeah. Now, now Chancellor's a huge, huge Triple G guy. Maybe shed some light on what it was like working with yeah. him and being with him. Um, so actually I, I didn't spar with the triple G. I just took a picture with him that one. Um, mm -hmm. I was sparring with his prospect, Ali Akhmadov. Okay. okay. Um, yeah. So I, I learned a lot from just triple G cause he was always there. I was staying in the camp house with them for that, uh, camp, uh, the last Canelo fight. Um, 
And he just taught me a lot of stuff. Like he gave me a lot of like game, you know, how to, how to, what to watch out for and, you know, how to carry myself. And, you know, he, he just kind of gave me a little, little bit of view on what to look forward to, you know, and what to watch out for like that stuff like that. He would give me uh tips on what to work on and things like that. Nakamov was on the uh, undercard of that fight as well, right? I believe. Yeah, uh, he fought uh, yeah. Gabriel Zotto. Yeah, yeah. Um, so you know, just again doing our research and and trying to under learn you, I guess. Um, you know, you told the story about you know you you spent some time with some of these Eastern European guys, um, in the beginning, and and I remember there was this one story where. You know, you went in, and, and again, it's that pride and everything, and you didn't want to wear the bodysuit. Share that story with us. Yeah, so um, his name's uh, Bektermir Malikuziev. Um, yeah. He's from Uzbekistan. He's a like a 2016 uh, silver medalist. He, they call him Bek the Bully, and the dude's really strong, you know. He's really, really strong. Um, and I, I used to, like, before I try to, like, fight these guys, I will study him a little bit so I know what to watch out for, and... Uh, so I just knew he was strong. So I, I didn't know nothing about his body shots like that. So when I go to the to the camp for it, um, the coach tried to give me the the body protector. And I was just like, no, nah, I'm good, man. Like, I'm all right, you know. And, and it's kind of like the pride in me got from like, oh, I already sparred with Benavidez. I already sparred with uh, Badu Jack and Zuda Ramirez. So I don't even know who this guy is, you know. Like, who who's Bechtermir? Like, I didn't know who he was then. And. So I went in there like, no, nah, I'm good. I don't need it. I know he's strong. And uh, so he caught me with, like, the first round, he caught me with a good body shot. And I've never been hit with a body shot like that, you know? And it was just like, oh, dang. Like, it humbled me. And he he's a real good, like, calm, humble guy, too, you know? So you can't even be mad at him. Like, when he caught you with it, you're just like, oh, this guy got me, you know? And it was <laughs> it was a good experience. And then so now when I would go over there to spar with him, like, I've been in pretty much all his camps since he's been out here. Um because not a lot of people would be able to last in his camps. Like I've seen guys come and they'll leave the same week. You know, they were just, they were falling like flies over there because they had that pride thing. And I was just like, you got to be smart with this guy and you can't, you know, go crazy. Cause that's what he's trying to engage you in. And uh, yeah, like I, I would tell a lot of the guys when they would come like, Hey, put the bodysuit on. They're like, no, nah, no, nah, I don't need that. Like, I'm like, all right, man, I'm wearing it. You know, it's all good. You don't have to be prideful. And then they would learn the hard way too, like myself. So just yeah it was funny it was funny though and that's what i love about boxing is that humility i mean it's something that you either come in with or you end up learning i find and um, yeah you you see i I find that a lot of guys that come in in the beginning are very different when they leave in terms of their mentality and how they Mm -hmm. perceive the sweet science uh angel how did you end up on logan paul's radar um so (laughs) like i said like um he he's from Encino. He he was living in he lives in Encino. So when it was time to when all this got like called on for, they were trying to look for guys that could that could box in with him and they were trying to find people that were kind of near his size that could move a little bit, you know. And I was I was one of the bigger guys that one of his coaches, uh, Milton, had seen seen me sparring in a local gym, you know, sparring with somebody. So they had just reached out to me and I thought it was a joke at first. Like, what do you mean spar with this guy, you know? And I didn't even know who Logan Paul was, I should be told, like, and I'm telling my cousin about it, like, hey, they want me to spar this guy, Logan Paul, and uh, they want me to spar this guy, Logan Paul. I, I just know he he's, he has a big following on Instagram. I didn't really know nothing about him. And then I'm telling my little brothers and my little sister, and they're all excited, like, Logan Paul. Like, I guess they watch his YouTube channel and that, so they were all excited. 
and then I was just like, all right, let's go see. So then once I started watching his stuff a little bit to understand who he was first, I went and gave it a try, and it was it was fun. It was a good experience, honestly. They're good people. How would you describe his boxing skills when you're sparring with him? Is he better than uh, people he, or? He's he's hesitant. He's athletic. Um, he's pretty athletic. He's big, and but his skills, um, they're decent. I mean, he tries to be a thinker. He has he's a little hesitant, you know, on it. But he tries to box with his with like I don't know what he did with Mayweather. He just went crazy in there and just started <laughs> yeah. bombing on him. But yeah, it was it was it was a good experience. Did you get a chance to uh, spar with his brother Jake at all? Or was he around? Yeah. So when I sparred with Logan, um, I sparred Jake a couple times. Um. And one time I got there to spar with Logan because I was there Monday, Wednesday, Friday. I would go over there to his house. And um, um, one time I went over there and I seen like the whole parking or the whole front of his house was filled with cars. So I'm like, oh, damn, they got a crowd today. And he was like, hey, so when I'm walking in, he's like, hey, bro, you're not going to spar me today. You're going to spar my brother because he's talking shit saying that I got wax sparring partners and that. So I was like, all right. And then, uh, yeah, we sparred with him and it was fun. It was fun. Put it on him. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Would you say Jake's a better boxer than Logan? Uh, Jake has, I feel like Jake has the dog more than him. Not a better right. boxer, probably, but, I mean, he goes for the knockout. He's not He's not trying to do nothing. He's not really trying to use no skills. He's just trying to throw a bomb. So it was easy to see it, you know? Like, every time he would throw it, he wasn't able to catch nothing because he was just kept throwing that overhand, overhand right. Okay. But, I mean, I give them the, the credit because they do put in the work. A lot of people hate on them. And yeah. for me, it's like, I don't hate on them because um, for me, it's like, I started boxing late. You know, I started at 17 years old and didn't take it serious till I was like 22 years old, you know? So it's like, I can't say be, a, be like, oh, these guys are bad for boxing when actually they're doing, they're giving people a little bit of hope. Like, hey, you want something? You got to work hard for it and you can exactly. get it, you know? That's that's just the way I look at it. And they're putting new eyes into the sport. Um, and you never know, you know, anybody can inspire anybody. Um, so... These people, I mean, I can't knock them for what they're doing. I, I totally agree with you with the Paul brothers. I think they're good for the sport, too. What made what fighters made you want to become a boxer? Did you have any heroes growing up that you idolized that made you want to become a boxer? Um, like, when I first got into boxing, um, one of the first boxers that uh, I followed right away was Andre Ward. Hmm. And uh, just because of his nickname, Son of God, um, yeah. SOG. Well, when I was a little kid, me and my brother, we, we made this little crew, and it was called SOG. And it was stand for sons of God. Oh, nice. So, and, and it was just like, we thought we were little knuckleheads making our own little crew running around. So when I caught, when I watched boxing, that was like a name that popped up right away. So for me, it just like caught my heart and my attention because my brother passed away and that was something that we had made up, you know? So, and then after learning about Andre Ward, he's a man of God and uh, the way he carried himself like in and out of the ring, it, it made me respect him, you know, how he walked away at the top of the sport. So it was really cool. Um, awesome. So, you know, I, back to Jake Paul and Logan Paul, I'll be honest, I was one of those guys who wasn't really keen on them just because I, I love boxing so much. I mean, I'm a, you know, I'm an old school guy that way, but I, I've grown to respect what they're bringing to the sport and the eyes that they're bringing, you know, so, so, you know, it's kind of cool. Um, going on to Badu Jack and Jake Paul, did you catch their fights uh, recently? Yeah. Um, yeah. I was supposed to actually try to get down there to, um, I was supposed to be in Badu Jack's camp out there in Dubai, his last one. But then the, his opponent he fought was a Southpaw. So it kind of threw me off. You know, I wasn't able to get that um, experience. But hopefully, God willing, that um, this next one comes around. Uh, I hear that Crusher 
is supposed to fight whoever he's supposed to fight. And if he wins, he would be the mandatory for Badu Jack, you know, the yeah. champion. Now, now, as you reflect on those fights, how, how do you think Badu did? It was, you know, like, I mean, I, I, I think... look good. Honestly, he looked good. I think his last fight um, he had with that guy, uh, Rivera or whatever, um, yeah. I helped him out for that camp. And that guy was just awkward. You know, he put up a tough fight and he was he he he, he looked weird. He made it look weird. You know, the fight. Right. So, right. Um, I'm I'm glad Badu Jack was able to, you know, show show a better side of him. Yeah. And he looked good. He looked really good. He's the oldest champion now, too, right? So yeah, him and Super G. Yeah. Um, the Tommy Fury Jake Paul fight. Your thoughts on that? Uh, it was good. I mean, it was a good thing for both of them. Um, like for me, it's like all right, Jake Paul. He got he got humbled now. You know, he he learned about it. Like he didn't he didn't go cry about it on social media. He sounds more humble, and I, like I said, sometimes you have to go through these things like that to to grow to grow more than you know what you think you were at. Did he you know, lose Jake though? Paul? Yeah, I think he lost. Yeah. Um, I think I think Fury was able to box him, you know, pretty good. He was Fury was getting caught with some shots, you know, some good. So he showed that he had a good chin because Jake Ball does crack, you know, he does crack yeah. like he could throw a bomb and he was catching Fury with some wild shots, you know. And I think I think the rematch would be, uh, it's gonna be a, if they have it. I think it'll be a crazy fight because I think Jake Paul might actually drop him this time more, you know, and hurt him more. Cause he's going to be a little bit more confident. He already seen like, all right, I seen what all this guy's skills were. His power didn't really affect Jake Paul. So I think yeah. he'll go in there a little bit more, more a little careless, you know? I, f- I feel Jake needs to work on his range and closing distance. I think he needs to put more work into that. Um, as the competition gets better for him, I feel that's going to be his downfall thoughts. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'm sure he does. You know, um, there's always there's always room for for growth for any, anyone. You know, and if he if he wants to be, you know, maybe maybe this thing was a good thing for him so that he didn't be in the top ten. You know, because this is a ranking now he's in. Uh, for the I don't know if it's the top ten, but I know he's yeah, got like put in the ranking close to the end. I think it's like you know top forty. Okay, yeah. so he's in the rankings now. So it's like you know maybe you didn't want to bite that much yet, and then you're in the rankings and you're really gonna get exposed. You know, whether then. Now it's time to go back in the gym and, and fix what we got to fix. You know, watch that video and watch it humbly and and be honest with yourself. You know, Absolutely. I think that's the best way to do it. Angel, do you have any upcoming fights planned, or let the audience know what's going on with you and your boxing career right now, moving forward? Okay, so um, yeah, so right now I'm trying to get. Well, right now we're locked in for this uh, team combat league, and um, it starts next week. Uh, the camp starts, so I'll be under contract for the for the time being so i won't be able to fight anymore outside of the thing until i think july so okay. um i'm just trying to see where this combat league you know opens up for me because like i said i I'm, I, I like it because it gives a lot of fighters that don't have that big platform or or the big amateur background it gives them a chance to expose themselves now you know to show who they are well, so yeah. i'm just right i'm writing with it right now to see see what doors open up because there's gonna be a lot of names you know a lot of eyes on this new thing can you explain to everybody what this combat league is and who's in it and what's happening with it? So some people aren't aware, but I want everybody to know about this. Yeah, so they have uh, eight different cities they're going to do, and um, they want to see pretty much who has the best fighters, um, who has the baddest fighters, the toughest fighters um, from, like, Los Angeles, New York, Philadelphia, Washington, Texas, um, Las Vegas, and there's another one uh, in California. So the, um, I made the team Los Angeles. Uh, we'll be training right there at uh, Ten Goose Boxing Gym. Ricky, okay. uh, Ricky will be our coach over there, so it's gonna it's gonna be pretty cool. And it's not even just only boxers in it. I know that there's um 
a lot of MMA guys in it. It's just striking though. But there's a lot of uh, it's that's why they call it Team Combat League, not like Team Boxing League, mm-hmm. um, because there's there's MMA fighters and boxers. So it's good because you know most of us would be like, oh, I know who this boxer is, I know who this boxer is, but you're not gonna know who all these MMA fighters are, you know. So it's gonna be exciting. Um, it's gonna be like two minute rounds, two two minute rounds. So it's straight to the action, you know. There's no nice. trying to box them and trying to fill out the rounds. These are like the championship rounds right here. So what's the so, format like? Are you guys like in a house all together or do you guys just show up to fight and, you know, have your own camps? How, how, how's the show work? Um, So they're going to, it's going to be, I think it's going to be like a reality show kind of thing. Like kind of like the contender was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So it's going to be, this is season one. So I'm not really too sure on the full details yet. We're going to kind of, I know they start, I'm pretty sure they're going to start filming on Thursday when we are on uh, the 13th when I go. Mm-hmm. They're going to start filming and probably break it all down. Yeah. How can we watch? Is it going to be on Netflix or Amazon or TV? How are we going to? How can we find this? Uh, I'm not too sure yet. Um, you could okay. follow their their Instagram for like the updates. Uh, it's Team Combat League, and uh, they'll they'll put all the updates. But as soon as I find out, I'll be posting the updates as well. Yeah, we'll put we'll put the link to that in our in the bio of the this video too, so people can okay. Follow. Absolutely. Um, you, you talk a lot about faith and 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 God, and and that's beautiful. Did you discover God later on? Or was God yeah. part of your journey? Um, I mean, I always, I always believed. You know, I always, I always believed in God. Um, but I was never taught God growing up. It was just kind of like I had a lot of questions in the world, like of what was going on the way I grew up, and I had a lot of questions on like when I lost my brother. It, it kind of made me question God. Um, so like it was kind of hard for me to trust somebody that took something so close to me. You know, it was it was hard for that, and and. So I wanted to, I had a lot of questions and then people were like, someone told me one day, like open up the Bible. There's a lot of, there's a lot of game in there, you know? And I did. And I just started reading it a little bit here and there. Like when I would go to camps in India, I was in, I was saying in India, California for uh Bechtermir Malacuzia for his camp. And I brought a Bible over there with me and I just started reading it a little bit here and there. Um, and then my girlfriend that I am with, um, she was into church. She was going, she was trying to get herself going with church and, so it was just like, all right, like there's something I prayed for, for a girl that's into church that will help me get into it, you know? So, um, yeah, I went to church with her and it was, it was just like a, a great feeling. And, um, I got, and, um, my pastor there at the church, he, he was a boxer before. So it was just like, I felt like this is all right. This is God talking to me, you know, telling me this is where I belong. Um, and he's an honest pastor. I feel, you know, I could, like he's pure. When he talks about it, you know, he's not for the money. He's not for that. He's for your, he's for the, what the truth is, you know, he reads it how it is. Mm-hmm. He doesn't try to sugarcoat it and make you feel good about yourself. Like he's going to tell you exactly what it says and what you need to hear, you know, awesome. and I respected that a lot. So it was just like, all right, this is, this is where I need to be because I never really had that father figure in my life. Um, my dad was always in and out of jail. So it was just like, I never had that father figure. So, so me trying to get closer with God, I felt like, all right, this is the structure I needed in my life too, you know, besides boxing. Mm-hmm. And, um, a lot of the, a lot of the like people that I've sparred, I prayed for them. Like, God, just keep giving me wisdom, you know, and let me grow in the sport. And, and it is, you know, like, I don't pray like, oh, let me just get to the top. God, you know, like, like now give me the wisdom and the strength to, to continue going in this sport, you know, because it's a tough sport. And, um, so yeah, I just I grew closer and closer with him, man. I love it now. I try to I try to bring people all the time with me to church on Sundays. I'm glad you're spreading that message. Do you feel more grounded now that you've you've come to the Lord? Yeah, I did. Um, I do. I do. I feel a lot more, and um, I'm still learning how to be more humble. You know, it's like 
there's still a lot of like I have a lot of ways that I'm trying to change still as well. And um, it takes time. I know it's not going to happen overnight, but just trying to stay um, close to God, it keeps me it keeps me humble. You know, it keeps me a lot more humble and it doesn't let let me try to change my heart. That's awesome, brother. Awesome. So so you're you're just beginning your career. Um, do you where do you envision yourself in the next five? I mean, after winning this competition, obviously, do you envision yourself going and, and what, what's what are the goals for you? Um, so within the next five years, I would plan on trying to honestly be at the, be at, at one of the top contenders for sure, or, or fighting for a bout, you know, um, I feel like in the next couple of years, um, I plan on trying to, trying to jump at some of these guys in the top, you know, in the ranking, um, because it's like, all right, I already seen all the guys, like for me, it's like every camp I went to, I try to see how this guy, what this guy's doing to, to be at the top, you know? So I'm trying to take a little bit of this guy's, a little bit of this guy's, you know, wisdom and just trying to use it towards myself so that when it comes time for uh, me to fight somebody and it's time and I feel like I'm ready for it and my team feels like we're ready for it, um, I'm going to jump on it because I'm, I'm pretty sure a lot of these guys, most of these guys, most of these boxers that are just big amateurs, they're, they, they've been babies their whole life, you know, and um, I feel like they, everything was handed to them because as long as they did what they had to do with boxing, you know, their parents took care of everything. And for me, it was like I never had that. I had to keep myself in the gym. If not, I was going to be in trouble in the streets or, you know, doing drugs or something. So it just I had to keep myself in there because I knew it was like I'm trying to break the cycle of the cycle I grew up in, you know. Awesome. So, the this, this, yeah. Um, I guess being being a prospect, I, I don't like using that term, but I mean, you are a prospect. And, you know, with all the other up and coming prospects, the pool that's coming up, how do you think? they'll change the sport and what, what are they going to all bring to the evolution of boxing? Um, I just, I, I like a lot of the young prospects, you know, a lot of the prospects. Um, I, I like them and I just hope that they stay focused and, you know, they start, they start making these fights happen. You know, they don't just try to wait and play with their record too much. Like, Oh, let me just try to build, 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 you know, cause a lot of people just want to stay undefeated and that's a good thing, but it's like, um, you got to make give you got to make boxing what it is, you know, and give the fans like exciting fights. A lot of these guys want to be like build the record and be like, I'm the best. I'm the best. And then this guy over here in the same division, I'm the best. I'm the best. And they're just talking, but they don't want to fight each other, you know. Yeah, and uh, that's why I'm glad like Ryan Garcia and Gervonta finally made it happen. Caleb Plant and David Benavides made it happen because it's like this is what boxing needs, you know. Um, who is it? Devin Haney and Lomachenko. I think that's going to be another good one. And Absolutely. I'm and just glad that they're making them happen right now. Yeah, no, we we uh we're 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 gonna be privileged to see some great fights in the next few months here. Speaking on those, um Benavides Caleb Plant, you've worked with both of them, I guess. <clears throat> um thoughts and how do you see that playing out? Uh it's gonna be a crazy fight, I think, you know, because it's like they're both they're both hungry right now. Um they both know what's at stake. Um which is the mega fight for Canelo. It's going to be either revenge for Caleb Plant, and he wants it, you know, so it's going to be a tough fight, you know. It's like, but it's just like, like for Caleb, he has to just stay calm, you know, the whole time because David's going to come with that pressure for sure. You know, they have a lot of bad blood, and David's known for the pressure, but he's he looked, he looked, he looked decent with Canelo, but Canelo is small, you know. Mm-hmm. Canelo's small. He came up in weight and beat him. David's a big boy, you know, so it's it's a different kind of – it's different with him. But they both have, like – he has the tools to do it, 
they both do. It's just going to come down to who wants it more that night, honestly. Who do you favor in the fight if you had to make a pick? I would I would favor David a little bit. Um, just just because, like, it's kind of – yeah, I would favor David. I would give it, like, 60-40 David um, just because of his combination and his, his confidence, you know, in himself. And he, he throws – he does some crazy combinations. What about Haney versus Lomachenko? Who do you give the edge to in that fight? I'm going to give it to Devin. It's going to be – I think it's going to be kind of like Devin's going to kind of play it smart and trying to box him a little bit running around, and Lomachenko's going to try to jump into something. But he's just – he's looks small compared to Devin. You yes. know, he looks small, and he might get caught with something. So, I, I think I would have mopped the floor with him if this was maybe two, three years ago. I just think everything's changed now, right? I mean, we were talking about this earlier, like some of these great fights that are happening now will be completely different two, three years ago. It's just they're almost giving the guys time to get better. Yeah, for sure. Like, right? even with the Triple G Canelo, like, if that would have happened a little bit sooner, Triple G was on uh, roll, you know? Oh, yeah. And, and I think even the first one, they when they robbed, I I feel like they robbed Triple G for that first fight, you know. And they I think, and yeah. I think it, I think it messed up Triple G's like confidence, and um, he was still confident knocking people out, but like I just think it messed him up. Like he was more worried about the judges, you know, than actually just going in there and doing what he had to do. Still, you know, he was had to like he knew he had to like, all right, I gotta watch out for this because if not, the judge is gonna give it to him again. And I just think that kind of messed him up, but. Yeah, there's a lot of fights. Like, if he would have fought him a little bit sooner, it would have, it would have been a different story. Absolutely. Uh, Angel Lozano's pound-for-pound pound boxer currently, who would you say is pound-for-pound? Pound? Mm. Top three pound-for-pound. Pound. Let's make it a little easier. Okay, I would put... I will put Usyk up there. Um, I respect him a lot just because, you know, he put... He put um he went undisputed at cruiserweight and then went up to the heavyweight and beat the top guy you know two times, so I think if you know if he beats uh if he beats Tyson Fury which I think he can he just got to be play it smart you know because Tyson's gonna try to use a lot of dirty game plans with his size on him, and so I would put him I like uh ah that's tough. I like Crawford, but I think Crawford just needs this big fight with like Earl Spence or something, you know, because yeah, the Walt, the Walter he beat, they're already coming off losses, you know, like they weren't they weren't nothing special anymore. Like they weren't weren't that prime. It could, maybe if the, he would have fought him like when they were you know still on that row, but mm -hmm. he beat Sean Porter, which Sean Porter came off of a loss, you know, to Earl Spence. So it's like you already got his his food, his leftovers, you know, and then it's like um, Cal Brook was already messed up from Spence and Triple G. Um, so it was just like I don't know. He needs a he needs a for me he needs a big fight at one forty seven to get it. But I still put him up there because you know he did what a lot of fighters can't do is go undisputed at one forty. You know, mm -hmm. so I give him his flowers for that for sure. And I like how he's a switch hitter. He's dangerous. Yeah. So one thing we like to do here, Angel, is uh, we we just throw out some names to you and just kind of get your your initial responses to these guys. So uh, this is Chance's thing. Okay, I sort of okay. a couple names. Just give me your first thoughts, like you said, uh, Manny Pacquiao. I love Pacquiao. You know, I love how how he is. He's a, he's a people champion for sure. You know, no matter if he wins or loses, the people still love him and respect him. There's not really much to say bad about him. It's more the boxing haters that just you know want to talk shit on something. And yeah, so but I I love Pacquiao. I've been uh, his media workouts when he would go work out at the park. 
Uh, I got to see him in the gym, so it was it's dope. He's a he's a good person. Tyson Fury. <clears throat> um, I like Tyson Fury too as well. He's 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 one of my favorite. I like him because he's a big guy. He's you know he can move for a big guy. You know you can't you don't really see too many big guys can move like that. And um, the story he has behind himself with the depression, it's like that's a good you know it's a it's a good story because a lot of people could relate to that you know, and um, it gets people hope to just don't don't give up yet. You know you could just. You never know. Tomorrow might be your best day, so don't give up now. Andre so, Ward. Andre Ward is, is my probably my all-time favorite for sure. Just like I said, the way he carried himself and how he was a like a real technical boxer. He wasn't the strongest, wasn't the biggest. I feel like I could relate to that sometimes where every every well, most of these sparring sessions I went into, these were top guys. So I wasn't the biggest or the strongest guy to these guys, you know? And oh. cut up by mistake. Yeah, well, it looks like we lost Angel, but you know what? That was an amazing interview, Chance. That was really good. Yeah. Really, I'm excited really he might pop fun. back in. Yeah, possibly. If he pops back in, awesome. If not, we we'll got... give him two minutes. If not, then yeah. Yeah, no. Um That was good. He's like yeah. good the one thing that I really take away from this chance is the fact that, you know, he talks about humility a lot and and mm -hmm. you know that that's a really I think that's something a lot of people don't really talk about is that humility that one gains. Oh, back. Thanks. Hey, we're back. Awesome. Fantastic. We were just kind of recapping some of the things that you were uh, talking about there. Hey. Connecting to our... There you, you are. Us? There you are. Can you hear me? Awesome, yeah. brother man. Yeah, I know. I got one more name. Sorry about that. I got a call. Let me let me put on Do Not Disturb real quick so that I don't get no more yeah, calls. No problem. No worries, brother. My bad about that. All good. No, that's all good. We don't want to take too much more of your time either, so we'll we'll, we'll wrap. I this got up. one more name for you, and this is from our country, our home, our our like where we're from, Canada. Do you uh, Cody the Cripper Crowley, who's fighting on the undercard of Plant Benavides against Abel Ramos? What do you think of him? Um, honestly, I can't even. I can't say that I, I haven't. I'll be honest, I haven't heard of the guy. I haven't really looked up much of him or heard of him, but I'll definitely do my research on him. You know, yeah, he's, yeah, he's ranked number that. five welterweight in the world. If he wins this fight against Abel Ramos. They'll probably we have a chance to fight Errol Spence. Oh, nice! Yeah, yeah, Canada. Canada. We don't got many Canadian boxers, so that's why I had to bring it up. Yeah, that's dope. Isn't a uh, better be? Doesn't he stay out there in Canada? He does. Yeah, Montreal. Yeah, yeah. He's he's a he's a nice guy too. He's I want to see him in Bivol fight. Well, That'd be an amazing fight. Um, awesome, brother man. Listen, we've taken a lot of your time. I know you need to get back into to whatever you got to get going into here as well. So. Um, thank you so much, my man, uh, for, for taking out the time and, and, uh, for sharing your energy and your positive vibes. And, uh, you know, I feel motivated after talking to you. I mean, we're all on the same page here. We're, we're creating something as well. We're not in, we're not boxers, but we're creating something very similar, you know, to get our name out and what have you. So, you know, having you on, having all the guests that we've had on with us, you know, help us motivate us to keep working hard and not giving up the dream. Um, I say it every morning. We're going to be the biggest podcast in the world within two years. So, that's right, man. Thank you guys you know, for I appreciate it for having me. And no, absolutely, good, and, you know? and uh, we hope that as you continue your journey, you remember us, and you know we we can always stay connected and uh, you know document this with you and and get the word out there, man. So it, very quickly before we let you go, how can people find you? What's your handles? We'll put all this in the links as well. But uh, where can we find you? Okay, I appreciate it, man. Um, yeah, uh, you can find me on Instagram. Oh, can you hear me? You can yeah. find me on Instagram at uh, kid, K-I-D-D, underscore 282. Um, I have Facebook as well, Angel Lozano. Okay. 
fantastic awesome angel thank you so much brother man please be so safe much. and uh god bless and and uh, thank you guys man i appreciate it god bless you guys too give us love uh thank you all our love to you and your family my man likewise brother appreciate it take Thanks, care brother man. man uh so we'll probably release this on i'm probably going to release this one tomorrow okay uh, i did we did an interview with cody crawley yesterday so i'm going to release that one tonight i was planning to release that one tomorrow but you know what these two interviews are so good. I want to get them both out this week. So okay. um, I will send you the links and everything. So you, if you can just promote it on your social media as well and get your guys and gals to uh, yeah, for sure. get, and get onto the show and subscribe, that'd be awesome, brother. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys, man. We'll have you on after the combat leagues over and talk about it. Good luck, man. I hope you win it all. Thank you, man. I appreciate yeah, it. You will win it all, man. You will win it yes, all. Sir. God willing, God willing. God willing. Thanks. Take care, my friend. Sure. All right, okay. you too now. Bye-bye. Thanks.